We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friends and lovely listeners. How can we keep our relationships fresh? How can we bring the sexy back, re-energize and revitalize our connection with our husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend? Well, for me, it's my intention to lead with appreciation every day and do the little things that I know will make my husband smile. But are there other things we can do? Is there some kind of magic elixir or energetic vitamin available to us? Can we transform the relationship we are currently in into the relationship of our dreams? My expert today, Amanda Adams Barney, the author of The 48-Hour Retreat, says yes. Amanda is an author, motivational speaker, and retreat facilitator. Along with her husband, Richard Barney, she has written a book that outlines a complete system for a do-it-yourself relationship retreat that is virtually cost-free and highly effective. Amanda's system is based on 17 years of experience that she and Richard have honed and fine-tuned by doing their own self-styled retreats. The couple developed the 48-hour retreat as a way to identify their dreams and accomplish them together, all while having a super fun weekend away. Richard and Amanda says all that you need is 48 hours to re-energize, revitalize, refresh, and renew your relationship. So, Amanda, thanks for being here with me today on Journey to Center. Oh, Tammy, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here with you. I am excited as well. And I just have to say, this whole thing sounds like a lot of fun. And so I'm excited about having a fun conversation with you about this and learning more about your book and your teachings. This is just, this sounds like a blast. Uh, you know, that is certainly the goal. And I think when a lot of people think about either a relationship retreat or, retreat, you know, there's been movies made about it and um, people think, oh, it's either going to be a bunch of really touchy-feely people in Birkenstocks. Not that there's anything wrong with Birkenstocks, might I just point out. But, you know, it's either going to be that or it's going to be crying and really difficult or, I don't know, people just have all these conceptions. And um, what my husband and I have found is a really fun way to kind of investigate, dig deeper into our relationship each year, and we sort of plan our entire next year in one weekend, and we find that we're on the same page, we're going after the same things, we're working in the same direction, and all that in a weekend where we also manage to get in some naps and some fun and a night out and really just have a good time. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. It's kind of making me want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can. That's the whole point, actually. It's why we wrote the book. We have done this for, uh, well, almost all the years we have been married. We actually started the year before we got married. We did have one year, we will confess, where we did not take our retreat. And I don't even want to go into how awful that year was. So, um, (laughs) but... But we, it has worked so well for us, and it has been so wonderful that we just wanted to share it with other people because we know part of 
the wonderful gift of this is that you create your own retreat. You write your own agenda. You work on issues and things that are important to you. So you're not going into a room with a bunch of, you know, 50 other couples and working on something that somebody at the front of the room tells you you have to work on. You're working on what are the things that are important, the things you want to make changes in your relationship or in your life. So, Tammy, you could do it. You could do it next weekend. I'm thinking I want to. I'm thinking I want to. So I want to know a little bit more about your book. I'm looking through the chapters and and this it just the way you um, articulate things, it looks like this is funny. This is well, fun. Okay, funny. so that is that's a very good point. This uh, the book itself is meant to be funny, but pointed and direct. It's it cuts right to the heart of it. Um, but we like to say, you know, I don't know, witty and sarcastic. It's definitely a little sarcastic. We don't take ourselves too seriously because you know what? Life isn't meant to be taken that seriously. It's meant to have some fun in it. So, and if you're going to do this, if you're going to go away and have that weekend, wouldn't you rather it be fun? I know oh, yeah. I certainly would. <laughs> I've done the uh, not fun the- thing enough. I'm ready yeah. for the fun thing. But I, I like what you're saying. It's not that it's not serious. There's some um, important stuff here, some pointed stuff here. But let's have fun with the process, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. So we write it, um, you know, my husband and I are two very different people. He's a real businessy guy among us. Um, he's the one who studies things like time management and business principles and all those kinds of things. And I'm the one who, in our wedding vows, vowed to keep the fun in our marriage. And uh, we call me often the CEO of the family, the chief entertainment officer. So we kind of have merged both of these into this program that I think allows people to you know, it's okay. It's okay to have a little fun when you're looking at something like intimacy. You know, oh, that's scary. I don't really want to talk about our sex life. That's intimidating. We shouldn't really talk about it. You know, but <laughs> you can. You can, and you can talk about, you know, you can talk about it with, with a sense of humor even. So, I like this. I like this. One, it sounds like you guys are a great balance, and I think that's showing up in your book as well. So I think that can that can support the people that are reading this and participating in your book, the forty eight hour retreat, and bringing some balance into their relationships. So I think that's fantastic. So um, I'd really like to talk about Amanda some of the basic concepts in your book. I know you say it's not that complicated. Yeah. So can you give me some of the? Can you break it down for us a little bit here? What's what's involved in this? Absolutely. So we, number one, um, the first part of the book is kind of about, you know, how, how it all works and why you should do it and what you'll get out of it. And then we go into um, really how, how to do your retreat, how to design your own agenda, how to, um, you know, what are the topics. And we've made it even simpler because we've identified what we think are the top 10 topics that you might want to cover at your retreat. Again, the great thing is you're going to design your own agenda. So if you say, nope, that isn't important to us, then you don't include it. But we've at least given you a starting point. We've given you 10 topics that we think most couples need to discuss. 
And then we've developed the method. I like to call it the method in big capital letters because I couldn't figure out an acronym to go with it, quite frankly. But it is called the method, and um, it's how you work through then each of those topics. So we don't just say, hey, go sit in a room and do this. Um, There are steps, and it's basically you prepare so you know what you're going to talk about and that you're both talking about the same thing. You take some individual time to do self-analysis, and that's really important and something that I think a lot of us miss in our conversations. We just kind of start talking. We don't think before we talk. So we say, stop. Do your own self-analysis. Think through why you think something. Think through what you think, what you might want to change, et cetera. Then share with your partner. And we talk a little bit in the book about active listening where you're letting your partner talk, you're not talking back. You're just listening. And then you have a time where you can respond. Then the next step is finding your commonalities and differences. We all, there are things where you're going to go, oh, my goodness, yes, I feel that same way too. And then you're going to go, oh, no, I didn't know what. What did you say? I don't think so. So it's okay. You say that. There we are. There's our commonalities. This is, you draw that, you know, do you remember back in school, Tammy, when you did those Venn diagrams and you found, you know, the overlap section where the things were alike? Yes. Well, you're, you're basically verbally doing that. You're finding your, you're drawing your Venn diagrams. So you're finding your, you know, yes, these are areas where we agree or where we don't agree. And then you work through that. You try to increase your overlap in your Venn diagrams and find, you know, Areas where then you go to your next step. You identify your big dreams. And I like to talk about that big dreams. Like, don't limit yourself. We, I talk about that in the book. Don't limit yourself. And at the same time, don't be afraid to say that that's my big dream, even if it's something you think other people would think is small. My example is a, a big dream for somebody might be, I want my kitchen to be clean every day. Because for them, their kitchen's always a pigsty. Well, then that's a big dream for you. It's okay. That could be a really big dream. Somebody else might see it as something small. But if it's big for you, it's big. So find your big dreams and then break it down into measurable action items. All of that talking, all of that dreaming is no good if you don't put together a plan to achieve it. So basically, that's what it is. That's the method in big capital letters um, that we think you should apply to each of those 10 categories. So, you know, whether it's you're talking about health and fitness or you're talking about your faith. And that was a real struggle for me because I thought, what? I'm going to have big dreams with my faith? I don't, nobody puts goals or action items on their faith, but you do, whether you think you do or you don't. You do, and you can, and you should. So, and we find that when, pardon me? I like it. Yeah. So when you, we find that when you do that, when you go through that process together, then you come out on the same page. That sounds very trite and tried, but you do. You're on the same page, and you're working on the same dreams, the same goals, and the same way to get there. So it's, there's something incredibly empowering about that. There's something incredibly reassuring in a relationship about that. 
when you know that you both are supporting each other and that you're going in the same direction. It's amazing. And it cuts out a lot of crap, quite frankly. You know, it eliminates a lot of fights because you've already identified where you're going. I think that's fantastic because you know I like the the quote from Kalal Gibran. Love is not gazing into each other's eyes, but looking forward in the same direction. So it is about it sounds like um, taking that time, making the relationship a priority, figuring out what your priorities are, figuring out what your partner's priorities are. It's okay if they're not the exact same, but also increasing that overlap. I say all the time, healthy relationships are like the Mastercard symbol. You know, the two circles overlapping. So how do we increase? that overlap? How do we increase that understanding? And, and I love active listening. Boy, that was a tough one for me. Oh, it's really so hard. Listen. It's not, it's, it's not hard. Natural. I mean, it's hard to do, but <laughs> yeah, when you do it, when you can just zip it and let your partner talk, then all the better, you know, it's funny because you want to talk about having some fun in, in our book and our relationship and what we talk about, and what we write about. We have this little trick we use because we, we're, we're big sports fans, and that's peppered all throughout the book, our references to sports and things. And one of the things that we use is a um, penalty flag. So while you're not supposed to respond during active listening, if we find our partner is really saying something that we think they don't really believe or we think they're just talking a platitude or... I just, I think that's not really, we will physically throw a penalty flag up in the air and it's kind of our fun way of saying, really, do you really mean that? Or do you think you need to dig a little deeper? Or are you just, that's great, you know, so it's our fun way. You know, I, I think you don't have to be a sports fan to be able to throw a penalty flag in the air and say, Mm, I'm going to challenge you on that one. That doesn't sound quite right. You know, so um, we've, you know, those are little tips and tricks that we are, have sprinkled throughout the book um, to kind of help people when those times are tough, you know, when you're having that conversation and, oh, this is not the conversation I want to have. I personally, I hate discussing budget stuff and money. Can't stand it. Um, but, you know, we, we've had some little tips and tricks to help you get through it. And one of them, quite frankly, is the fact that you've developed an agenda and you put timetables on it. And you've said, we're going to devote an hour to a budget discussion or 30 minutes or whatever it is. So when that time is done, you know that you get to wrap it up and move on. Mm, and you get to move on to the end of the tunnel else. with those tough subjects. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we recommend, of course, that you don't put all of the tough subjects back to back to back. Give yourself, and you build in breaks too. You so can you take have a nap a in between. <laughs> yes. You take a nap, you take a walk, you go do something fun so that, you know, you break that up so you're not having, oh my goodness, now we're just going to have another awful discussion. You know, it doesn't <laughs> go like that, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Now, Amanda, didn't you say you had recently done a retreat? I did. We just, as I said, we we practice what we preach. We we do it every year, and it's funny because we would you would think like we'd like to do it right after the first of the year, um, but somehow our schedules never really permit that. So we usually end up 
taking it sometime in March, which we did just last weekend. So we are fresh off of our uh, retreat this year, and um, it was amazing. We we had a really great weekend, and, you know, again, you would think we've done it for 17 years. What do we have left to talk about? Um, but each year we find things. We find things that we want to improve upon, um, you know, things like... We we decided that our families, our our parents are getting a little older, so we need to spend more time with them. And what's the most effective way to do that? And during our retreat, I picked up the phone and I called my parents and I invited them down for a weekend. And they accepted. And so that's a really short-term thing, but it's part of a much longer-term goal of developing our family and having our parents spend more time with our children and those kinds of things. we had a budget discussion, as again, as much as I don't like them. Uh, and, you know, it said we need to develop, I need to develop some more uh, revenue streams in my career. So I'm going to try to do that. And that's an area where we said, okay, well, we can't make any decisions this weekend based on this, but we can revisit this in three months and see what has happened. And then we'll readjust our budget based on that. So sometimes they're short-term goals, sometimes they're long-term goals, sometimes they're goals that need follow-up and to see how things have progressed. Mm-hmm. We, we had some very good discussions about our intimacy areas, and I'm not going to share any of them with you. Come on, that's a good <laughs> nope, stuff. Nope, <laughs> not going to do it. Actually, you know what? I will share one outcome, which is we decided that we needed more date nights. I, I don't know too many couples who would say they have enough date nights. But we decided so we needed more date so nights. But that's, yes. Right, right. But that's a struggle and babysitters and expense of all of that and getting out. So we're going to try what we're calling basement date nights. We have a finished basement. We have TVs down there. We never get to see movies anymore. So we said, you know what? We're going to have basement date night where we're going to be intentional about going away from where we normally watch TV or where we normally hang out. We're going to go make our own time and space and we're going to get a glass of wine and we're going to, you know, watch a movie or play a game. We're big game players in our house. So we're going to play a game or watch a movie, but we're going to have time together and we're going to see if that works, if that's, you know, helpful. I like that, the intentional sense of occasion. I think that's so important. exactly. Yes, make that relationship a priority. Make yeah. that person and that connection important. That's, exactly. that's really, that's good. But what we really found this weekend, I think, um, more or at least what was on the top of our minds was that it's, you know, it's helpful to revisit things, even decisions that we have made, even things we know to be true. You know, we know we love each other. We know we want to work that, you know, health and fitness are a priority to us. We know lots of things. We've taken many retreats. We've identified these things. But there's something about going away and dedicating that time to remind ourselves of the importance of these things in our lives and then have a renewed commitment to them. 
This is and, fantastic, you know, and, and I do a lot of couples counseling, Amanda. So, I mean, what you're saying is just such great wisdom. You've distilled it down in a way that I think people can um, participate in it in a way that's fun and comprehensive. Because the problem I see with couples is that they get to the place where they take each other for granted. They take each other for granted. Yep. And, you know, we, we need to um, make that relationship a priority. And, and it just, it doesn't have to be big things. It's little things. That's why, you know, I said in the beginning, I want my husband to know every single day how much I appreciate him. And it's interesting to me how many couples don't do that. Do you, yeah. do you articulate your appreciation? Well, no, this person knows. And I'm like, yeah. maybe they don't. And, and so maybe I will have them say, what do you appreciate about your partner? And they'll do it in front of each other and, and tears always show up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very funny because of the, we have an exercise that we recommend everybody, everybody. I don't care how you've designed your agenda. I don't care what you think your most important topic is. First of all, we all know that transitioning, or, or maybe we don't know, but I can tell you that the transition from real life to retreat life is a transition. You want to go on this retreat and give your partner all of your energy and your attention, but oh my goodness, before you left, you had to feed the dog and take the dog to the place you know that they were going to stay and get the kids out the door, and are you packed? Are they packed, and do we remember everything? And you know now off we go, and we're in a rush, and we're there, and blah, 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 right? It's a whole big thing. So you want to have a transition, and we have an exercise called the eulogy. And it is where you deliver a eulogy for your partner. You write it out. You do it because why? Well, nobody says, or people shouldn't, say bad things at a eulogy, right? They gloss (laughs) over all the not-so-pretty stuff, and they say all the great stuff. But the problem is, you're dead. You're, with all theological debates aside, you're not hearing it, right? So why don't we give our partner a eulogy while they're standing in front of us. It's so powerful. It is so amazing for that person to hear all the wonderful reasons that you love them, that you cherish them, that they're important in your life, all the things they do that they don't think you notice, but you really do notice. So it goes back to that appreciation and how most of us don't necessarily tell our partner that, all those great things about them. But this is an opportunity to do exactly that. Yeah, I can see where that'd be powerful. I can sense there would be tears. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Definitely. It's definitely tear-inducing, but good tears. Good tears. Appreciation. Tears Tears of appreciation. Yes. You know, and it really starts the retreat off on a positive note. You know, it reminds you why you're there in the very first place, in the very big picture, all that you have at stake, all of the wonderful stuff so that you can, you know, start on a really positive note. Wow. If that's where you're starting, I can't imagine where you end up. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, hopefully at the end you do end up with a a really a kind of to-do list. I mean, you end up with definitely a sense of connectedness to your partner because aside from, working through all these things, you've also had a weekend together. 
or I guess it could be a weekday, a couple of weekdays, but you've had two days together. So just taking that time out of your everyday life, which most of us, again, don't do as often as we should, um, you know, it, it brings renewal. It brings a closeness. And then you add on top of this a sense of accomplishment that you have really dug deep and done the good work and you've, yeah, you have some things to do. That's the whole point. You're making some lists. You're making some plans for yourself of things you want to do and ways you want to accomplish things. But it's okay because you're renewed and you're excited. And they were goals that you made together. So it's really fun. It's, it's, it's good to come back. And it's funny because at least I've found we come back and friends who know we've gone away are, well, how was it? It's great. And they're very curious. They really, it was really great. Yep. It was great. We had a wonderful time. They want to hear the details. (laughs) They do. They want to hear the details. And then eventually it comes around to, huh, we should probably do that. And we got enough. We should probably do that over the years that we finally decided we should help other people do that. We should write a book and yeah, and give make it people, easy for people the guide. So, Miss Amanda, we've only got like a minute left here. How do oh. people get a hold of this 48-hour retreat guide that you and your husband ah, have? Ah, so they go to, it's tricky. It's a tricky website, Tammy. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it. Catch this, 48hourretreat.com. And it's the That's number right. four, eight. The number four, eight, four, eight hour, like hours on a clock. 48hourretreat.com. Yep. And we do all the social media stuff. So you could also find us on Twitter at 48hourretreat. Um, you know, you can Gmail us at 48hourretreat at gmail.com. I don't go to the Facebook page, go to the website, go find us. And we're happy. I love it. Yeah. Amanda, we want to connect so with fun. people. We, we, this is a, very personal project for us. So, um, you know, and please, it's, it's if you have questions, you, clearly. email us. We'll talk yeah. to you. Absolutely. Well, I love this. This has been a really quick half hour. And I, I'm looking forward to getting a copy of this book and implementing it in my life. And I know my listeners are too. So to my listeners, get a hold of me at TammyBPhD.com. Love to hear from you. Love your thoughts. Love your ideas. Love your feedback. Take care of yourself. Go, go have a retreat. Re- renew. Revitalize, re-energize. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.